All right, guys. Big episode of the Nordies podcast tonight. We are talking spoiler-free The Batman review. We're talking about our favorite show on TV right now, Severance. We're back with our Pirates of the Rewatch. And hang it or bang it, here we go. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Doing awesome. I'm great, man. How are you? I am great. Can't wait to pod with you guys. Great episode we have for everyone today. But before we dive into this episode, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. What a deal. What an absolute bargain. It really is. All right, guys. So um, we have an awesome episode here. What are you guys drinking today? I'm going to go fast because it's not very special. This is out of that Summit Mixed 12-pack. It's their 21 IPA. Um, it's a good beer. It tastes just like all of the Summit beers. Don't they all kind of taste the same? Um, yes. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Just in like whatever malt profile they have. It's like, that's it. Uh, so I'm enjoying it. It's fine. Their their beers are consistently basic. Yeah, this one's no different. Yeah, and I don't. Uh, I think they're a great second twelve pack. There you go. Like get the get the fourteen dollar saga or you know the twenty one like whatever. Get them. That's great. All right, guys. I'm drinking one of my favorite beers. Like my one of my favorite simple beers, mm. and that is. Modest Mallow, the double marshmallow vanilla lager. I really, really like this beer. <laughs> Every time it comes out, I'm pretty excited. So simple with simple, the double yeah. marshmallow vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, but it just is a lager, you know? Like, it's it's got some, it's a flavored lager. I mean, it is really what it is. Nice. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go, I think maybe I've had this one. I brought this to you guys. This is Planetary Shoes from Wild Mind. Oh. Uh, smoothie style, sour ale. And the re- I remember the reason I like this one is it because it was not a like super heavy on the milk sugar. It let the like scent, kind of sour tart flavors uh, speak for themselves, and this is really good. Beautiful. Cheers. Cheers. All right, guys, let's dive right in today. Um, we're going to start out with Bullet Train. All right, we there's a trailer for Bullet Train. This is a new Brad Pitt movie. It looks like there's going to be tons of of big names. Um, and lots of adventure in this. This trailer seems absolutely bonkers. And I, for one, am really excited about this movie. We need more Brad Pitt in our life at this point. He's like, you know, late career Tim Duncan. Like, yeah. need to respect Ooh. and enjoy the enjoy the, the final acts of his, his amazing career. Yeah, I thought the trailer looked pretty fun. Kind of silly, like a big cast. Kind of like a crime caper type of deal. He plays a cool... Uh, it's like a, J- a Japanese bullet train, I guess. Uh, some kind of crime going on. He gets to be charming and fun and badass. I think it looks all right. I, like when I first saw it, I was like, damn, you know, he doesn't make that many movies right now. Like Brad Pitt doesn't, he does like a movie every other year. And I'm like, this must, I must need to see this. And then I saw a trailer for something we're not even going to talk about called The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. And he's also, Brad Pitt's also in that. So now I'm like, and that looks like shit. So now I'm like, wait, maybe I don't give a fuck about any of the Brad Pitt movies. 
but this obviously looks better than that. So bullet train, I'm I'm into, but I don't well, it know. Could be, Maybe he's it just could be one of those have some fun jobs. I don't know. It could be one of those scenarios where they're like, yeah, we'll let you do bullet train and we'll finance it if you do this supporting role for this terrible Channing Tatum, Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah. Yeah. That and he sort be. of got, he sort of got roped into it and is like, it's an easy paycheck, but I really want to do bullet train. So I'm going to do both of them. Okay. Let's go with that. I'm going to hope with that it does look like that when you watch the trailers. One looks drastically better. Oh, really? Right, you wouldn't. I I would have thought the Channing Tatum Sandra Bullock combo was going <laughs> to yeah. be fire. Box office gold right there. I want a movie where it's just like um, a rivalry between Channing Tatum and uh, Chris Hemsworth because I feel like it would it would bleed into reality because I feel like Chris Hemsworth just stole every good job that Channing Tatum could have ever gotten. Mm, yeah. They definitely were at the same casting calls for a while, and then yeah. the casting agents just started to call Hemsworth directly. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God, it's over for Channing now. Yeah. All right, uh, next up, well, Jason when... Momoa. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. But I hate this stupid delay. I was going to say, when one person gets to play Thor and the other gets to play Magic Mike, you know who won the casting call. <laughs> uh, Gambit Mike. for one scene and then never got picked up again. <laughs> that was bad. All right, Jason Momoa is officially the villain in Fast 10. We teased this a couple weeks ago. Um, I, If you would have asked me if Jason Momoa was already in the Fast series, I would have just said yes. It just right. seems like a match made in race car heaven. I got a prediction, even though I, I, I won't actually see the movie, so I won't be able to ever find out if it's true. But he's going to have some kind of motivation, and you'll find out towards the end of the movie, that will show wait a minute, he actually was doing this for the right reasons. And next, Fast 11, he's on the team. He's part of the team. 100%. He's going to turn coat. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Or he's going to find out he's related somehow to Mm. one of the people on the good guy's side and then has to, like, make this really hard choice. Dom's half-brother, a.k.a. Family. Family. Oh, Love it. Couldn't care less. Won't watch it. Sorry <laughs> to, to all our fast friends that that uh, listen to this, but I I'm we're gonna run out of shit to rewatch. We're already at Pirates of the Caribbean, you guys. I mean, we're rewatching all those at some point. So yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, well, the, the only reason the only reason I think we could fight against it is because it's gonna be ten movies long. It yeah, also would be called a watch for me because I've never seen them. Yeah, we can't be <laughs> just a watch. Yeah, we can't be spending right. three months on on that. March sixteenth, all old Marvel shows are headed to Disney Plus. That means uh, some of Jim's favorite shows, such as. <laughs> uh, well, let me correct that. Uh, these shows mostly blow. Uh, Daredevil, which is probably the best out of them, and I maybe watched two seasons of that. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, uh, Iron Fist, Defenders. What else is there? Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was actually on ABC, but that's coming over too. And then The Defenders? Does that sound the right? The Punisher? The Punisher. Yeah, I already said Defender. Yeah, The Punisher was a spinoff. So there you go. Uh, don't care. Don't care about these. We'll not be watching them. But it does make sense for them at least to live, you know, within the, you know, the, the Disney streaming service. So I get it. I will say, I don't, I mean, it's not highbrow television, but I think a lot of people like these shows. Like, as yeah. like a, like the, like the people that love like Arrow on the CW love 
these all of these shows top to bottom. So there's an audience for it. And it like yeah. you said, it makes sense. Put it out there. It's not going to hurt anything. So, right. Okay. Well, next up, uh, Ryan's favorite um, actor, Bill Burr, is going to write and direct a movie called Old Dads. And I have to say, if I'm confident in this, if there was a biopic made about Barter, um, he would want and Bill Burr would be picked to play Barter. Yes. Kind of fits the motif, like angry, <laughs> bald with a beard, you know? <laughs> Just, it's perfect. And um, funny. And ultimately, way, you know, a lovely protagonist. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the only reason I want to bring this up is Bill Burr is writing and directing. So kind of strange. Um, Bobby Cannavale is also going to be, he's going to be like number one, you know, uh, and Bokeem Woodbine. So I don't know if anybody knows him from Fargo. Okay. Um, but anyway, I thought this was hilarious because there are people that are producing and helping with the script and they wrote, they helped write and produce bad moms, dirty grandpa, Borat and Bruno. And I was like, okay, I know exactly what this film is going to be. Like, I don't need you to think see it's going to suck. Well, I think it's going to be like some sort of combination of like grownups, but like with uh, lots of F words and yeah. you know what I mean, like it's going to be, it's not going to be good. All right. I figured it was going to be more like a kind of a slower, like, let's talk about, you know, autobiographical stuff where these comedians like get a chance to sort of lay it all out there. I don't know. It doesn't seem movie like that. It seems like type of like stuff the, as he's on sorry, you know, all that. So who knows? The, the movie is going to be based on, you know, he's a, a middle-aged father and he there's there with the other two guys are selling their company to a millennial and find themselves out of step and behind the times. Oh God. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just what I just this podcast. I think it was cool that he's going to he's going to write and direct, but I also don't care about like this genre of movie. Yeah, yeah. Probably don't care. All right. Next up, Phoebe Waller-Bridge with a new series coming to Prime Video. Last time uh, she did this, it was Fleabag, which is an absolute classic. Um does this move the needle for you guys at all? Yeah, I think so. I think this is a, sure. this might be a this might be a big project. Um, you know, she was slated to star or write or I don't know how she was going to be involved in that Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, TV show reboot or whatever, but yeah. since backed out um, and now is going to be doing her own show. Uh, they're going to start shooting at the end of the year. The details are a little bit under wraps, um, so likely coming in 2023. Uh, but still, big news from you know an Emmy award winning you know writer actress i'd say it could be it could probably be half as good as fleabag and it would still be worth watching that's how good fleabag is and was and i i could have used one more season of that um i you know she's not making another season of fleabag so whatever so that's over with let's see what she does next that's that's what we got to look towards so yes i definitely care I think what's crazy about fleabag is if someone asked me why it was why i really liked it and why it was so good I don't think I could give them an answer. Like, I don't think I have to say No, I don't know if it was even funny. I kind of thought it was a more serious show. I really <laughs> liked it. It was fantastic. I don't really know what I liked about it. I think I just liked her and she's really creative and the story was creative. And I guess maybe I'd say Hot Priest. Yeah, you yeah. like Hot Priest and you know it. You know that's the only reason. <laughs> Episode, your season one was good too. That had no Hot Priest, but uh, 
yeah, I, I guess so. It's definitely it's like a funny show, but also incredibly uncomfortable at times. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, I am Legend Two coming out with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan co-starring in this. Um, I didn't see I Am Legend one. Is this like a better late than never? I should really? go watch. Them? Maybe it's okay. I feel like at the time the the vampires were a hundred percent CG, and I think we were like when we thought like the Matrix two CG looked amazing. That's when this came out, and we were like, "Damn, these vampires look amazing." I think if we rewatched it, we'd be like, "This is fucking cartoon action." Um, so that could be a problem. I don't know how well it's aged, but. I thought it was like a pretty good movie. I mean, it, Will Smith, if you have to put somebody in a role where it's like just them for a long time, you got what Tom Hanks on an island, you got Will Smith in an apocalypse. They're both pretty good. Both can handle it. I I remember liking it. If we ever did like a vampire rewatch, we should probably put that in there. You know, if like if we did like an eight movie vampire rewatch. But I don't know. Ryan, do you remember seeing this movie? Where did it end? He didn't die, did he? Oh, yeah. So, well... His dog died, right? Did the dog die? No, I mean, it was sort of like, you're like 95% sure he did. Yeah. But you're like, you're like maybe he didn't. I don't know. Um, I, I choose to believe that he did um, to save the, the mom and the kid. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't think it was, I know it was, it was kind of supposed to be like vampires, but it, it felt more like zombies. Like they weren't mm-hmm. like biting necks and like turning people. It was just this virus that infected people. So um, at the time, like the zombie uh, trend, you know, if you will, genre was like just starting to blow up. Um, Ironically spread like a virus. Um, And like you said, I thought Will Smith was really good in this. It was basically him and a dog and a bunch of CG. And it was a fun, it was a, it was fun for what it was trying to be. It's not like Eric, if you asked me like, what's the next movie I should watch on Eric's better late than never, this would be at number 122, like of, yeah. of the movies that I could think of. So um, it was fine. Not great. Um, I don't know how Will Smith is going to be involved. If he's going to be in the movie or if it's, he's just going to be yeah, like gonna be in it. Pr- producing. I, I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't care. This is a cash grab. I, I don't care. This is mostly going to be bad, even if Robert or um, Michael B. Jordan's like a big deal. But, you know, he, he does projects just for the money, too. So we'll see. All right. Well, finally, Taika is going to be making a Flash Gordon movie. I am going to stick with my take that if Taika's doing it, I'm excited about it. I think he's going to make this into Thor Ragnarok, put his mm-hmm. own his own thing that he can take in whatever funny direction he wants to. It's going to not take itself too seriously. It's going to be funny. And I am excited about this. I'm hoping, is it a movie? It's going to be in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it I'm was ex- going to be an animated movie. And so we didn't really care that much because he's doing so much stuff. It's like, we're not going to try to pay attention to every little animated show or whatever, but now it's like full on live action going to be a big budget. It will probably just be like, really funny, like just a straight comedy, action comedy, because the source material is just absolutely goofy and old. You know, he's not going to try to make it like badass and gritty. That's for sure. I think it's going to be hilarious and I'm actually pretty excited about it. Yeah, I think so too. We should be. All right. Well, guys, it's time to move on to Hot Rex and Not Rex. And this week it's going to be pretty easy. 
because there were a couple things that we watched. First, we're going to start with a spoiler-free review of The Batman. Yeah. Yeah, spoiler-free. Emphasis on that. Ryan has not seen it. Eric, you and I saw it today. Um, yeah, exciting. And, yeah, I mean, where do we want to start with it? I just I don't even want to okay. go into plot details, right? So just go I don't want to go into plot details. I just want to tell people kind of my overall thoughts on the movie. First, I'm just going to say that the tone of the movie, um, when it came to the music, when it came to just the directing choices, I thought was so new and noir. And it was like um, a totally, I, I don't know if different is fair enough, but it was, it definitely felt different than like the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really, I, I really liked that. I thought that they kind of nailed it with the tone of the movie. Let me ask, yeah. let me ask as an outsider some questions, and maybe this will help you guys yeah. keep it spoiler free. Um, yeah. Does this paint Batman more in a detective light, like he was meant to be, or is this yes. more of like the Cape Crusader and and all that stuff? So much more detective, which I thought yeah. Detective Batman was the thing that made me feel the most excited for hopefully a long 10 years of Batman movies that we'll get. Yeah, are, totally uh, the, are the Penguin and the Riddler uh, legitimately good as bad guys? Absolutely. I thought that great performances Paul all the way around. I thought Paul Dano as the Riddler was awesome. Loved the hey, now, and now you know who Paul Dano is, and so you don't have to pretend like you don't anymore. <laughs> Um, so I will say this, uh, there was a lot of things I really liked about this movie. I thought it looked amazing. I love Battenson. I think he's really good. I thought that the choices of who they cast to be in the movie were fantastic. Um, the movie is so long. That was going to be my it's next question. So is the length long? Is, is the length a problem? That's what she said. But is that, is it, does it... <laughs> pose conflicts to like what the story is trying to accomplish and does it stretch it out too far i just think movies shouldn't be three hours long period like i I don't know though i don't complain about long movies when i really am having a a super fun time the whole time like Um, endgame yeah endgame was longer than this this was shorter than that right and i didn't think that felt too long um because this was very you know it's dark the whole time it's raining the whole time everything's in black um, it's not, there's not a ton of characters. So it's a lot of scenes with the same people over and over again. Uh, so for me, it, the pacing plus the length, plus the damn ambiance in that theater with the falling rain, dude, I was like wrapped up. It was like ASMR. I was like ready to take a nap. Um, so it was a little too long for me and maybe a little bit too slow. Um, you know, not a lot of big set pieces. I thought they were good. Right. And dude, bad set pieces are just as boring as, you know, a scene of two characters talking about their past or something, you know, bad action is actually way more boring. So it, when the action was there, it was great. I thought, um, felt gritty and real and kind of like dark Knightish, ish, right. Where it's like, yeah, someone with some tech could do this stuff. Right. Didn't feel silly. Um, I thought it was like the most raw fighting for a superhero movie where like, I wasn't that impressed with the realistic fighting skills of Batman. Yeah, right. Right. Or like it's only year two, which they said a few times, right? So I think that was part of it, that he would, like, punch one guy and then get punched in the back of the head by somebody else and kind of get staggered. And 
Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he took some bruises. Overall, it was too long, but I really liked it. I really am excited about the direction of DC currently, if that's going to be where they're headed. And I think what I would like for DC is to lean into um, a more, like, it's impossible for them because they're, they're going to follow this up with Aquaman and the Flash and bullshit. Yeah. But, like, I think that the answer for DC to separate themselves from Marvel would be to be more realistic. And that's why mm-hmm. I, I like this movie. I mean, it's a superhero movie that they're doing crazy crime shit, but Batman felt more, like, possible in this mm-hmm. movie. And I just thought that was, a, was a, a good take on the whole thing. So, overall, yeah. my score is an 89 for the Batman. Yeah, I, I'm going to do – and this could change. I'm, I'm not – ask me in 10 years, right, what I think about this movie. But uh, I'm going to do it an 82 – um, it's still a fresh, right? I get it. Like not a lot of people are going to hate this movie. That's why it's going to have a pretty high Rotten Tomato score, but it's one of those movies. It's like, no, this is actually, you know, it's a C, but it's also fresh, right? It's not a C in this case. It's like a B for me. Um, a little long, but pretty smart, pretty good. Uh, definitely excited for more in this universe. Uh, and I liked how they, where they started it, right? They didn't have to like, he started it as Batman. So we didn't have to get the whole process of everything like he was established but new so i thought that was all good man and great performances too zoe kravitz was awesome like it was great i thought they were kind of like all right we know that you know the story of batman so we're not gonna we're not gonna fucking waste your time yeah the last thing i'll add is that i think i subtracted a few points because i thought he was actually pretty safe um not a lot of like really daring choices with this you know they made it realistic uh, they didn't ever try to be funny. I don't think that there was a single line, which is, that is like daring, right? To try to add some humor to a movie. They didn't even try, right? It was just like, dude, this is fucking Batman serious shit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was maybe a little safe, a little long, but worth watching. One of the, I mean, one of the better superhero movies out there in general. So I don't know where it ranks among Batman movies. It's too hard for me to pick right now. Too so hard, I think you guys are, you guys hit it dead on the head. I think, we already, like Jim mentioned, the process of becoming Batman. We're all aware of it, right? We've seen mm-hmm. it a thousand times. We don't need to rehash that. So I'm glad that that's not in there. I will, my, my last question for you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, is based on what you saw with the Batman, are you excited to see the series of the Penguin? Yeah, yeah I could watch the Penguin all day. I cannot believe that was Colin Farrell. Me either. He looked, it's shocking. Uh, he looked so different. He acted so different. He was great. I mean, I think between him and, by the way, John Turturro, our guy who we might talk about a little bit with Severance because he's in that too, yeah. was great. Probably stole the show in yeah. kind of a surprise cast. Like he wasn't in the trailer. So, I, you know, I don't want to spoil who he is, I guess. But, dude, I loved his scenes. Who or uh, how was uh, – can't think of his name. Jim Gordon? Al- no, Alfred. Oh, yeah, he was good. Andy Serkis. There wasn't a ton of Alfred stuff. There wasn't, in general, a lot of Bruce Wayne stuff. He was fucking yeah. bat. This is a movie about the Batman, and he is in his mask 95% of the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, well, it's, there, yeah, there wasn't like these dinner scenes of him pretending to be this like social guy. He is a fucking rec- recluse and a Batman. He's not, <laughs> he's it, not flying in on rooftop helicopters to. There's none like of the massive. Tony Stark stuff whatsoever. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, very serious movie, dude. Overall, I liked it. All right. Well, let's move on. Great reviews. Great spoiler free reviews from you guys. I really appreciate that. 
All right, cool, yeah. man. Cool. I, I, I can't I wait for you to see it and get your thoughts. So, Hot Rex, here's a real hot one. We talked about it last week. I think Jim's mentioned it now two weeks in a row. Uh, but now all of us have started to watch Severance on Apple Plus. And I think this is the easy title belt holder right now, especially with Euphoria ending. I think it's the best show on TV. I know people are listening to this and they're like, damn. I think I have Apple Plus, but I'm not sure. Or like I bought an iPhone and it said I got three of Apple Plus, but I don't know what to do. I would figure it out because I think that this show is must-watch television. I I could not be more excited about this. My plans for Friday this week were to watch the new episode of Severance. And (laughs) the acting is so good. The story is incredible. The mystery is like what I'm living for right now. And I think the show is just top-notch television. I really feel that way. So that a couple, makes a couple, me so happy. A quick I'm suggestion so for those of the for those that are concerned about their subscription: if you don't have it, if you wait like two weeks, and then you get a subscription for four ninety nine, it's five bucks. You can just watch. I think all of Severance. You'll be able to catch up on all of Severance. Yeah and binge it and then you can cancel your subscription and it only cost you five bucks so that's not that yeah. big of a deal and ryan i'm so glad because you didn't even have apple plus i'm like oh no are you not gonna be able to see it you you fucking got it to fi- figure it out so had to I'm how so can i how can i not when when both of you are like uh it's the best show on tv well it's so <sighs> funny because like dude you guys don't know how many fucking shows i try right so on apple plus specifically i've probably watched one or two episodes of maybe 10 shows and I don't talk about them because they just, I'm like, I want to like it. It sucks. I want to like it. It sucks. And this one, I'm like, wait a minute. Is this like actually, is there some potential here? And then I watch one. I watch two. I'm like, all right, guys, this is, you guys got to try. Just, I almost refer to you just to see if I was fucking onto something or not, you know, because people aren't talking about it yet. Or if you had gone like so far down the Apple rabbit hole, you're like, well, everything else sucks. So this is technically good. Let me know if it's actually good, not just compared to Apple I was Plus. like, am I really seeing this? And, you know, am I the only one that's going to be incredibly interested in the mysteries that this show is putting out? And it's fucking just awesome. It's so creepy. Two... It's spooky. It's fucking. It's, it feels like it's a very deep universe. Like we can find out a lot of, of interesting shit. I have two takes on this. Um, one is pretty simple and obvious. And I think that is Adam Scott is in this type of role, like very gripping, like very easy to watch, very pleasant to watch, but also like you feel like you can relate to him. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think that makes when your main character absolutely slays on the show, it makes it that much easier to watch. Like you want to talk about Apple plus TV shows, uh, the morning show with Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon, couldn't really relate to any of them. Didn't get it. Didn't understand yep. it. It was way too far out there. Oh, it's all this politicking and behind the scenes. Not for me. Anyway, so Adam Scott, we already know he's a he's a superstar, if uh, a little understated in that type of yeah. role. My second take is this show is doing with like retro technology, the things like Legion and yeah. uh, Maniac and a little bit of Loki. We're homecoming. Or, or we're, homecoming. Homecoming. Right? homecoming. This, is way, this is homecoming, but way better. Way better. This show has met. They they looked at all of those shows that we just talked about and I listed and said, 
we're going to, we're going to dial it back, but we're going to make it better and, and work. And I think this show has absolutely nailed it. And I'm only one episode in, but I would assume that the rest of the aesthetic is going to carry over throughout the better. Yeah. The rest of the episode. So um, they nailed that. Whereas like, like we said, maniac homecoming Legion, uh, I guess Loki was fine. Um, but uh, overall, yeah. I think the show does it the best. Yes. Well, I'm psyched. I'm so glad you guys both like it. Um, I guess if you're listening and you go check it out, shoot me a DM. Let me know what you thought. Cause I'm all in on, on severance on Apple plus. I'm hoping it's like 20 episodes. I mean, I know it's not, but I, just <laughs> hope I love this show. And it, it also is interesting that it's directed by Ben Stiller. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a huge cast. I mean, Apple has never shied away from spending a fuck ton of money to try to make something good and it hasn't worked yet. So not only does this work, it's really well done. I mean, they have all the money behind it and all the good people, but they they finally captured some lightning. So they have Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have Ted Lasso. So I don't want to say nothing has worked. Ted Lasso Lasso. and Morning Show. Ted Ted Lasso Lasso is lightning in a bottle. Um, It's not that great of a show, but it's like fun and uplifting. Um, I will say that you mentioned Ben Stiller directing. The last thing I watched that Ben Stiller directed was Escape from Danamora, uh, which is that sort of it's like a biopic of like the, the it was in like pennsylvania i want to say did you bring this up so you could bring paul dano back up well no <laughs> but paul dano was in it but um the show was really good and the mm-hmm. only reason i watched it was because i had showtime for free for a month and it happened to be on there um which again i'm not suggesting anybody should get showtime but the the quality it's the same thing that we talked about with um, the book of Boba Fett versus Mando 2.5. You can mm. tell the difference between a Robert Rodriguez episode and a Bryce Dallas Howard episode. And when right. there's quality director, when there's a quality director behind the camera, you can feel it on screen. And you can feel that with Escape from Danamora, and you can feel that with uh, Severance. And so, shout out to like, I appreciate Ben Stiller. I don't like him as an actor, but as a director, I think he's doing good things. Well done. Well said. Well said. All right, so everyone go watch Severance on Apple Plus. Okay, next up, guys, better late than never this week. We watched The Usual Suspects. <laughs> yeah. You did, well, technically, Eric. You watched it. Technically, we watched it for the hundredth time. You watched it for the first time. I love yeah. it, Eric. So should we have bumped this to the top of your list like we did? Or should we have kept trying to drive some of the classics that we uh, haven't gotten you to watch yet? Okay, so I do think this is actually a classic because I had heard of a lot of parts of this movie without knowing. So okay, like right. So as you're movie, watching it, you're like, oh, I've heard that quote before. Or, oh, yeah, this is like, they made fun of this in Scary Movie. And, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff, like, in pop culture that I kind of recognized from this movie. So it obviously was a pretty big deal. I feel like, um, I don't know what year this came out. I should know that for this, but. It's got to um, be, like, mid-90s. Yeah. 1995. So yeah. I feel like for people get more who were, than that. I feel like people who were like our age in 1995, this was probably such a legendary movie. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like it's a movie that like needs to be remade. Like that's kind of what I thought when I was watching it. Um, it was just the classic like this movie was really good, and now we're much better at making movies. And I will say that you guys were really pumping the big the big ending and the which big it's all about the ending. I predicted it like right away, <laughs> like right away. You did not. 
like the second that they said was it Kaiser Souza, I was like, I was like, I bet that's him. I bet he's Kaiser Souza, to be honest with you. And then like they kind of <laughs> they kind of got me off the off the trail when they were like, it was the other guy. And I was like, damn, yeah. I was wrong this whole time. I was like, can't believe I was wrong. But then just the whole reveal of the entire story that he just told was just on the evidence board behind him. Yeah. And that he made every name up using the evidence board. That was cool. Him losing the limp was really cool. And, you know, it was a really well done movie. It I just brought, think they it, brought, it, like, it brought it home at the end, though, for sure. Like it, it really sure. made everything tied. There was a couple of so this time when I watched it, and I talked to Ryan about this, it was like I knew right away, right? So I was watching it from the lens of how many clues did they give you throughout the movie? And there was a couple. Like at one point, there's some people speaking a foreign language, and it's Kevin Spacey's character that's like, oh, it's not, it's not Russian, that's Turkish. Like he would know oh, because Kazuzoze was Turkish, right? And then there was another part where he looks at the bottom of the mug. You can see the point when he sees the bottom of the mug to come up with the the fake lawyer's name. Yeah. Yeah, So um, there was, I think there was probably more, but those are the ones I picked up on this time. My only problem with it was like what proved me, like what made me know I was right was that they made it seem like the guy had seen him, but he, then they kept showing him not on the boat. Like they mm-hmm. kept showing him not on the boat. He's not on the boat. He's not on the boat. And I was like, all right, they're really trying to make me think he hasn't been on this boat at all. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that the surprise, like I kind of guessed it. Um, I had heard of Kaiser Sosa many times in my life, I feel like, without seeing this movie. And so that was exciting. I mean, overall, I would say it's a fresh, um, but it's like it like needs to be remade. Like someone should okay. redo that. Not okay, a, I mean, just, tight ninety, tight ninety. Did you, so it wasn't a huge waste of your time. Tight ninety was nice. I would give this movie like if I think if I was living in nineteen ninety five, I would have given this movie a ninety six. But yeah, for sure, because that's where now, we were at. Like that, like the first time you watched it, you were like as a teenager or whatever. You know, you're like, yeah. oh my god, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. I'm sure people. Like, Stephen Baldwin is the coolest actor I've ever seen. And he's going to be a star. He is going to be <laughs> yeah, a right. star. I would say that this movie was uh, a seventy. Now, Ooh, all right. That's, that's you know that's twenty seven years after the fact though. And what it okay. really made me think was like any movie that like I watch now that's like twenty seven or more years old, and I still think is like perfect, which is very few are the the best movies ever made because right. it's so freaking hard with like how technology has changed and the world has changed so drastically for me to like suspend disbelief sometimes for something that happens when I was alive, you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not like I'm watching a movie where they're like, this is the 1800s. And I'm like, well, I can imagine that. But when it's like in my lifetime, yeah, I'm like, eh, what about the internet though? <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, what about people's camera phones? I'm sure someone would have got a video of Kaiser Soze at some. So <laughs> I, overall, it was good, though. I had a, I had a fun time watching it. And um, I, I was I haven't actually watched a lot with Kevin Spacey in my life, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and he's he was very good in this movie, I thought. He was who, good. Who it's was kind of a problematic movie, too, looking back, because not only is is one of the stars of the movie, Kevin Spacey, canceled completely. Stephen Baldwin is off the rails and Who's the director is Brian Singer. Stephen Baldwin is Alec Baldwin's brother. 
who was Which like the young cool guy that was like had the blonde hair and it was like ah didn't give a fuck okay. about anything. Yeah, not okay. not Kevin the, Pollack. The worst, or, the but, worst actor in the movie. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah, that one. That's the one. Who was that? I was like was convinced was going to be Gabriel Byrne because he yeah. was pretty good. I like. Yeah, him. he shows up in a lot of in, stuff. Yeah, TV shows sometimes and. Um, but yeah, and then Brian Singer directed it, and he has been like totally canceled for sexual harassment stuff. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a tainted production at this point, but it was definitely a moment in time. And I feel like if you're trying to collect all of the pop culture references, Eric, that you come across every day, this is a good one to knock some of that out. We'll have to come up with something something else for you. Can't wait. All right, um, guys, let's move on to our latest installment of Pirates of the Rewatch. Where's the music? There you guys go. Perfect. Yeah. So this one was at World's End, and um, it's where it got kind of silly. A little bit. It got a little bit silly in this one with a lot of, like, the mental state of Jack Sparrow. Um. So this movie starts with Jack Sparrow. He's not dead, but he's not part of the, the known world. And Barbosa has been brought back to help find Jack, um, even though we thought Jack killed him already. And they need to go find Jack. And it turns into like a flat earther movie pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they found the edge, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it, I mean, I actually liked this movie a lot i thought it was fun i can see like eric if you complained last time about the supernatural parts of the movie not being the best and maybe taking up too much time and influencing the plot too much then this one leaned even harder into all that stuff with being rescued from the dead and you know the sea god and all those those crazy things a lot of curses going on once again right breaking curses starting curses um, saving a life by, by, but I thought that this one like felt like a big climax to the, the, what was like a pirates trilogy. Like I thought it was really, really good. I really loved the front half of it. We got to go more places in the world, see different types of pirates, man. I had a great time watching this movie. My favorite part was when they were going to world's end and, and it was freezing cold and they were all just sitting out on top of the deck, like in t-shirts. They're like, oh yeah, we'll be fine. We'll get there. No There's worries. Like, and then they show like one guy like frozen to death, and they're all just yeah. up there in their yeah. t-shirts. Like, <laughs> yeah, no worries. It's okay. We'll get there. Yeah. If you're concerned about that, then maybe you're overthinking this. I thought this movie was fun, but what what was weird to me was like I completely lost interest in Orlando Bloom in this yeah. movie. I, he went from being like a, a star to like just I don't even I I I kind of like. I think I felt like the rest of Hollywood here. Maybe. In, well, and, the, and the same with Elizabeth Swan at a certain point where you're like, okay. I thought whole they pushed thing- Elizabeth Swan to the forefront and then they made, it was almost like the reversing that happens in, in, you know, a lot of writing that's really bad where like you have, you know, your main guy actor, right. That's like, he's the star of the show. And then you have a woman whose role is only to be like in love with that person and simping for them. And that's like their whole character. That was like what they did to Will. Because they had like Elizabeth Swan being a badass, being the Pirate King, all these things. And then Will's main storyline was like, boy, I really love her. 
<laughs> like, oh, and my dad, who's like a fucking nobody anyways, and nobody cared about his dad. That's so. what that was the weird thing is like they, they were basically saying, like, well, Will has to choose between Elizabeth and his dad, who he never met mm-hmm. until a movie ago. And he was covered in barnacles and seaweed. Who had uh, zero charisma. Even after they take all the the he like the curses lifted, he still shows up and he's like just looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> like just go back to the barnacles, dude. You're like a just a dud. I was I will say I was so bored with most of this movie mm. from the uh you know the sailing to world's end took way too long the <clears throat> when they had to uh go to you know this like singapore or whatever whatever yeah. southeast asian to the steam bath guy uh that was a snooze fest um <laughs> and then jacks uh stuck at world's end and he's doing the like he's stuck in the you know the infinite loop that was a snooze fest um and then finally after like 74 double crosses and curse cross sections that overlapped one another between jack's parlay and if you kill him then you're gonna take his place and if you want but if you took but if you played liar's dice with them and you didn't take his place, but you had this coin in your hand with the rosary around your neck and you wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it got so convoluted. You have the key, that it was, but not the heart, but you have the chest and it's not the moon, heart. So therefore I know that stuff is just like, and I was just like, I'm like, dude, I, I was turning into the, uh, the Pepe Silvia, uh, you know, Charlie from it's always sunny uh, you know, with the board and all the lines and like, <laughs> yeah. you're doing the thing where you're like, Jesus Christ, will you have a cup of coffee and calm down? Um, yeah. So <clears throat> with all that being said, I thought the ending was good. Like I thought like the, the final mm-hmm. like battle and stuff, I thought that was all cool. I thought that was awesome. Like yeah, in the storm, you got the, you know, the flying Dutchman versus the black Pearl just, and then they both just go like annihilate the fucking like trade, company whatever trading company yeah um, and then you had, uh, you honestly, had it was great uh, the thing that was the worst was the calypso, calypso or whatever stuff. you didn't like that no when she turned into a giant and then hey that actress into- by the way is i couldn't figure out who the hell she was she's like the the kind of cool assistant like money penny in bond with daniel oh, Craig. nice Remember oh that? yeah 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 yeah, yeah. The I, one that actually shoots him off the fucking train I just I, like when she turned into a giant. I was like, oh, I don't like this part. And then yeah, she that was bizarre. And then I was like, all right, did she come back as crap? I don't even know. I'm not even <laughs> sure what she did. I at that point, I was like, I think they blew it in this part. Um, but I will say, it's making me miss Johnny Depp a little bit. And I know mm-hmm. that that's like, you know, I know he's he's had a tough few years here. Um, but Johnny Depp was really really good for a while. And I do think there's a place for him, and I hope he has a, a deponisance. deponisance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he could do it. He he got majorly set back with like the craziness that happened in his relationship, and he went broke, and he you know he's suing all these these money managers who stole all his money or claims they did, but they're all like, dude, you bought like like a forty five thousand dollar like dinosaur egg one day like you blew your own money bro you just were too drunk to know it you know so the whole thing's kind of a mess he pretty much is jack sparrow in real life um not the most responsible dude 
kind of needs to go and get that bag every two years. And if he can't do that, he's going to be in trouble. So I think the Deponisson starts with an HBO show. Yeah, that'd be great. But he's probably Nobody's not on good terms with Warner since they just kicked him out of the Harry Potter films. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he's he coming to Hulu, that. baby. Hulu Eric, will take anybody. Eric, just I love when someone debunks their own theory after they think about it for three seconds. And that's what just <laughs> happened. Yeah. That's the last happen. place he'll go, but yeah. All right. Well, so like overall, what's, your, what's your scores? Yeah. I give this movie a, a 58. Ooh. It's a fresh, but not by much. Knife oh, man. to I, the heart in a chest for me right listen, there. Listen, I'm going to be – if if Eric's at a 58, I was going to go 49, but I'll be generous and I'll go 51. And that's – Thank you. That's, that's like a by the skin of its black, dirty-ass teeth, uh, <laughs> a 51. All right. I'm not going to share my score because um, you guys will rip me. <laughs> I will. And you know what? It's an 86. I enjoyed this movie front to back. Great first act, great third act, second act, a little bit long and kind of like didn't know what to do. But um, dude, I thought it was great. You got all these big, big characters died, you know, major plot movements. I I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it the whole time. 86. It was a snooze fest. Almost as good as The Mummy. (laughs) It's up there for me. I think that maybe... We should be at instead of at world at world's end. I think we might need to be at rewatch end. Savvy. Savvy. <laughs> hey, if you can come up with something else that's free this week and give me uh, plenty of time to switch, I'm fine with ending it. Because to me, this felt like a, like a trilogy. Like they they were like, let's knock out three big movies. Let's end a bunch of storylines here, and then we'll see if we want to pick it up for four and five, which they did. But I'm fine with being done. I just need to see what they are rated on Rotten Tomatoes. The so, next two? Yeah. So critics or audience, what do you want to know? Both. Uh, audience. Okay. Audience, 86 for one, 72 for two, 72 for three, 54 for four, 60 for five. Ooh. And critics, 80 for one, 53 for two, 44 for three, 33 for four, 30 Oof. for five. Oof. Oh. Dude, that's I how think- I would... Re- I think we're all good, but that's, I think, how I would rank them. I think it's one, two, three. I think it's chalk for me in terms yeah. of, like, which ones I like the best. All right, guys. Well, I enjoyed the Pirates movies. I did, too. I had fun. I had a good time. But I just don't know I... who they're for because they're not for our, ki- like our kids, right? Like, no, they're way they're too not. fucking complicated. They're complicated. Way too complicated and, like, like a little bit scary with like some of the scary and people. can be yeah. kind of boring too. So I don't even know who they're for. Maybe just me. Yeah. All right. Um, let's <laughs> end tonight with hang it or bang it. We got some time. We got a little bit of time. So uh, hang it or bang it this week. Um, you guys want to start with hang or bang? Um, let's start with bang it. Okay. Okay. Let's start with bang it. I'm gonna go first. Um, just today. Uh, made me think of this one recliner seats at movie theaters um oh yeah yeah wow do they make the experience better um being in the old cloth chairs at the movie theater that just have a fold down stadium seat is not enough for me at this point i need the big huge rectangular reclining electric seat that i can lay back in and really get my money's worth um it's critical at this point and when they're competing with big, huge televisions 
and streaming movies at your house and having good sound systems at your house, they need to provide me with things like delicious popcorn, maybe access to alcoholic beverages and mm. um, a really comfy uh, seat along with a beautiful screen and a great surround sound system. Well, that's I a mean, good point. You, you talk about like, Jim, I mean, pre-pandemic, we would go to like a movie every quarter-ish. Sounds right. Or maybe like three a year and go to like the the one at West End with exactly what Eric's describing with the big seat, like large cup holders. You got a, like basically a table next to you. Yeah. And you, it, it's like having heated seats in your car. Like once well, you've experienced that. That was what I was going to go with today, by the way, was heated seats. Well, but like <laughs> w- once you've had those, you can't go back to not having them, right? Once you've reached the like your ability to see a movie once every three or four months, pay a little bit of a premium to have a better seat. You can't just go back to sitting with the plebes down below. Like you have to sit in the, the skybox, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I enjoyed it. This movie, Batman was too long, but I was very comfortable the whole time. I'll say that. All right. I am going to bang something called Jets Pizza. Have you guys had Jets Pizza? Oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. I think, honestly, and Rectangle, same style, right? You got like this deep dish, Detroit style, square, very crispy, kind of like, almost like deep. It's like deep fried, but they sort of deep fry it in a pan because it's filled with butter, right? I'm assuming that's how it's made. Butter and some kind of like, it's kind of like a honey maybe on that. Rectangle is phenomenal, but so is Jets. And Jets is everywhere. There's one in Blaine by me that delivers. It's pretty cheap. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Have you ever had Jets? I've had Jets now like twice ever, but I got it like a few weeks ago. And I was just like, holy fuck, dude, this is my pizza place now. It's a game changer in terms of quality. Yeah. um, Big Jets guy had a great time eating that pizza and i was just like every bite i was like all pizza needs to be like this dude the crispy like crunchy outside i've been trying to figure out how to do that in a cast iron pan haven't quite come up with it i probably need a lot more fats a lot more butters probably. and oil to get to get it to where that is straight, but that's straight my lard or something is that yeah is to make really good dish. and the deeper dish definitely and the probably a longer cooking time too Makes it so you can put more toppings on there. Like, dude, I like a Supreme pizza, but not when they're like Minnesota style pizza where it's just like uncooked and unseasoned, like green peppers in there with no sauce. And then like a thick layer of rubbery cheese over the whole thing. Uh, yeah. That ain't it. So, dude, big Detroit Jets. Style pizza is Dang. the best style of pizza. Oh, so good. I Detroit if- by New York. If Young Joni and Lola didn't exist, I would agree with you because I think both of those have their place. Yeah. I think it's like Young Joni and and Lola are like a Neapolitan style that is unrivaled within the 50 states, personally. Beautiful. What do you got? Um, Okay, so, well, I just wanted to talk real quick about an anecdote I had about Jet's Pizza since we have a little bit of time, and that is... There was a new guy that started at the company Jimbo and I used to work at, DRC, and he had asked um, this group of people that were going to be in a meeting. It was like 10 or 12 of us. And he's like, I'll order lunch on me. You know, it'll be like a get to know you session. We'll, we'll you know, have some pizza. And everyone's like, order Jets. And he's like, perfect. Jets, done. I got it. And he's sent us an email and says like, hey, come to conference room, whatever it was. And I got the pizza. 
and we all come in there and we see the boxes and we're like, that's not the, tr- that's not the rectangle boxes of pizza. It was like no. a regular, he had just ordered like regular pizza from jets. Cause nobody told him oh. get the rectangle stuff. Cause that's the best. He was just like, yeah, that's I'll get a do. large Supreme, a Buffalo chicken and whatever. And it was just like regular pizza. And <laughs> this one guy, Travis is like, what kind of monster orders regular pizza from Jets? Like in front of the <laughs> dude that had ordered it. It was pretty funny. So, oh, that is him. that is a bummer. Yeah, um, I'm got? gonna go. All right, hey, uh, bang it, snowblowers. Mm. Uh, a little bit pertinent for today. Uh, we had a big wet snowstorm, uh, heavy snow. Uh, fired up the snowblower. It tears through that stuff, no problem. You don't have to hurt your back. I did it for a bunch of neighbors, did all their front sidewalks. Gas is cheap. They're basically giving it away right now. Super easy. Um, <clears throat> so, but no, I think the snowblower is one of the greatest inventions if you can afford one, especially in Minnesota. There's no reason not to have one. If you have a large driveway or a boulevard, you know, sidewalk and things like that, can't go wrong. Investing in a snowblower, even if it's a used one, like get one, you, you'll never. It's again, it's one of those things you'll never go back to like shoveling the same way you used to once you have a snowblower. I just want you guys to know that uh, like two weeks ago, my snowblower broke. Mm. And I'm pretty upset by it. Bad Um, timing. Also, I'm really, really interested in the idea of like um, the Roomba of snowblowers. Like when's that coming? Yeah. Just said it. They had that for lawnmowers, but they haven't done it for snowblowers. I think it's maybe a little dangerous because you're like fucking flinging rocks and shit at high speed. So got to aim that. I'm just saying though, it could take its sweet time and fucking melt the snow for all I care. <laughs> well, call up fucking Elon, get it going. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move to hang it. I'm a hang Netflix. Whoa. Really? Netflix price going to 1999. Who the fuck do they think they are? They're like, hang, maybe hanging on to second place in the streaming game. How are you going to come in more expensive than HBO on Netflix? And then give me mostly trash bullshit. Every show I'm excited about uh, takes forever to get there. It's mostly at this point like, um, I don't know, bad shit. And they spend all their money on like, well, we have friends. And we have, um, I don't know, like a bunch of bad true crime documentaries. I don't, I, at this point, like, I don't want to not have any streaming service, but I am tempted to tell Netflix to fuck off. I won't do that because I would have major fear of missing out. Uh, but that's where I'm at right now. Upset. Okay. 1999, who the fuck do you think you are? I really, honestly, Eric, I'm in the same boat. I think if um, once Stranger Things is done, I'm going to cancel Netflix until someone tells me this sh- this show right. is a 99 out of 100. You got to watch it. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I get it. Um I turn it on. I'm like, no, same old shit. And then I just go to Hulu, which has something new or HBO that has something new. Yeah. Even prime has something I can usually find. So, all right, I'm going to go last for, for hang it. So what you got? Um, this is kind of like a, I don't know, maybe reverse bang it, but non rechargeable batteries, dude, if you like, I don't like anytime I pop open like a device that's run out of batteries and I'm like, I see it's like energizer and it's just like a regular battery. I'm, I'm upset. Yeah. Like there's, there's no reason not to have rechargeable batteries at this point. Um, 
And I think companies are irresponsible for continuing to push those type of things. And it drives me bonkers that we're the ones that have to do this like special recycling process um, and turn it into like a certain space when the companies are the ones that are like polluting the earth. So um, right. I'm, I'm not a fan you're of a big, like, you're like a really good recycler too. I know that about you. And so you're not just going to throw them in the, in the garbage. I try. Yes. Right. If there, if there's an availability to recycle something responsibly, I'll make sure to do my best. But you know, with certain things, like if you could buy, you know, you buy one pack of rechargeable batteries to supplant that of like four and you're doing something a lot more responsible for the earth. It seems like a no brainer to me. It's like buying an led bulb, right? Yeah. Led bulbs are super popular. So popular that companies are now, and I ran into this recently, they're doing disposable LEDs so that you have to buy the entire fixture as opposed to just replacing the bulb because LEDs are lasting so long. Anyway. Oh, crazy. Um, non-rechargeable batteries can go to hell. Bang it. Okay. Or hey, right. um, I think this is our last one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to be short. It's going to be strong. And it's time to hang Putin. That's it. That's the whole take. She's hang funny. it. Putin blows. You sound like fucking Lindsey Graham right now. I was going to say, are you are you yeah. a senator from South Carolina? Retweet, retweet, favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I will say that I did think it was... I, I, it's not fair to say that any loss of life is funny, so I should be careful what I say here. But um, I did think it was a little bit funny that um, Russia pulled out the elite paratroopers for the first time since 1956. And then, like, they were, like, the main best-trained military people that they had. And they were dropping them behind the enemy lines. But they were parachuted, and they fell so slowly that they just all got shot out of the sky, and including, like, their main general. And then they had cars waiting for the ones who did land, but the Ukrainians just surrounded those cars and hid. And then the second that they got in the cars, they just, like, rocket launchered the cars. So their entire elite force that hadn't been deployed since 1956 got just absolutely smoked in, like, a few minutes. It's, I mean, it isn't funny, right? Because, like, but it is a little bit more funny than some of it. They're, like, clearly the most gung-ho. They work out every day waiting for this moment. And then it's literally the scene from Deadpool 2 with the X-Force. Yeah. (laughs) That's so bad. It's like Ukraine's playing Call of Duty and Russia's playing Wolfenstein. And that's yeah. about where they're at in comparison to, to video games. There you go. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have on this episode of the Nordies Podcast. Tune in to our sports cast later this week. Until then, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nordies Podcast. Yeah.